0: You've likely heard a little about drawing together account holder data and omni-channel experiences, but how about in the context of listen, learn, and lead? Well, to tie it all together, we've got a proven leader, David Benskin, the CEO of Wealth Access, here on Bankadelic. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozzo's Bankadelic. bankadelic the colorful side of finance where we supply expert views riff on the news innovate and investigate actionable insights unscripted banking with a caffeine kick i'm your host lou carloso inviting you to sit back grab a cuppa kick up your feet here we go If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth. A learning experience platform that uses daily microlearning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you got to drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic. And we have recently passed two milestones that we're very proud of, 100 episodes and 20,000 listens. So we are thrilled. To keep things going and to help us out with that today, we have David Benskin. David is the founder and CEO of Wealth Access, Inc. That's a Nashville-based financial technology company launched in 2011. Under his leadership, Wealth Access empowers financial institutions to unify their account holder data and deliver an omnichannel digital experience. David, welcome to Bankadelic. Thanks, Lou. Glad to be here. Now tell us a little bit about what it is you do at Wealth Access. I understand that you do consumer data insights, but I'd like to get under the hood a little bit for my own edification and hopefully the audience as
1: well. Yeah, happy to share what we do. I mean, our mission at Wealth Access is to make it easy for financial institutions to access the information that they need to help transform their clients' lives. And, you know, if you think about how much data and information individuals have. And even at a financial institution, gathering that information is very challenging. And we really want to get the clutter out of the way so that firms can provide advice to their clients and help them achieve their goals.
0: Now, along those lines, you have this theme for 2023, which is driving engagement. So when i hear that phrase that could mean a whole bunch of things in your particular case that has a very special meaning and a mission behind it
1: yeah absolutely i mean part of driving engagement is to enable firms and their bankers or their advisors to be able to have meaningful conversations with their clients and provide advice and i think a lot of time is spent gathering information and trying to figure out what to talk about. We wanna make that very simple for them to have a conversation and engage. In order to drive engagement, what we found in our clients, which primarily are made up of regional and community banks, as well as trust companies, RIAs and broker dealers, is that they have multiple channels that their clients want to be communicated or where their clients are actually going to gather information. And you know, if you look at a bank, they may have, let's say three different vertical businesses. They have a wealth management business, they have a consumer or retail bank, and then they have a commercial or business bank. And so you can have one client that could have you know, three or four different entry points into the same financial institution. And to us, we wanna make that really simple for the institution to be able to present their data to engage their clients and also the clients to access the information that they want to, to access, whether that's via mobile, whether that's through digital banking, whether that's through their wealth management experience, really to be able to see that information, engage, and have a meaningful conversation with their advisors. I would be
0: curious that when that works, what it looks like. Maybe you can take me through a sort of case study or a hypothetical where you're working with a bank, what kind of problems or issues they're coming to you with what you sit down and talk about and
1: then what that looks like on the other side. Yeah, Lou. I mean, the problem is, you know, if you think about it from customers' expectations, you know, really with each passing day, they're really looking for a convenient way to access their information. And they expect it to really be known in the world that we live in today. And so, if you start to look at whether it's the large banks, the J.P. Morgans, the Bank of America's of the world, or if you look at it from you know financial technology, more of a direct to consumer, like a Robinhood type of an application, they figured out how to engage, and they're either very focused on the consumer or they have a lot of money to spend. And so, the issue that our clients have is they really would love to have a way to give their customers the kind of digital experience that they expect and the way that they need to have the insight that uncovers opportunities for real growth for their firm. And the challenges that they can, they're shackled by budget constraints. If you look at the bank legacy systems that they have, maybe that's through acquiring other banks or multiple systems that they have, it's really difficult for them to make decisions. So it's hard enough to get the data together, but it's also difficult to make meaning from it. So the solution in terms of what Wealth Access does is we start by unifying all of their existing books and records. You know, this is a non-disruptive, there's no conversion. We're basically taking the data, gathering the data that is in their existing systems. We're unifying that, we're enriching that data And we're providing them insights so they can start to build personalized experiences for their clients. And it's because they may have different types of clients, different what we describe as roles-based experiences that they can create. They may want to create a small business owner experience via their commercial bank. They may want to have a high net worth investor through their trust business. They may want to have more of a mass affluent consumer that wants to go through digital banking So we can enable them to create those solutions by first starting with unifying all their existing books and records, and then via our API and our digital experience, they can either provide our hosted solution or integrate what we have within their digital experience. So in layman's terms, the systems that most banks and wealth management firms use to handle customer information today, they're old and hard to change. And so customer information ends up being disorganized throughout their firm, and it's very difficult for them to keep up with the expectations that their clients have. And so we basically enable those firms to make modern service experiences possible.
0: Now, you mentioned hard to change, and I think along those lines, it's not just technological, but sometimes it's attitudinal, right? There may be people that you come across who say to you, David, we've got a bunch of people who are on board with this. We really want to do it. But there are others here who are resistant to the change. They say we can't afford it. They say it's going to take too much time. They say, why change? What are some of the arguments to run contrary to that and say
1: you need to make this change? We call that bank pace. (laughs) It's something that, you know, it's almost like there's turf wars. Sometimes there's a product owner there's a different p and different business line. And what we have found that's interesting about how we fit into this ecosystem is we're really helping them at a firm level solve challenges that they have. When we started down this path and we started talking to our clients, like, have you ever seen all of your data in one place? And it didn't really matter which business line you were talking to. The answer was generally no. So... What if there was a way that we could actually help you do that? What we have found is that number one, there's an opportunity for them to really better understand their clients and better provide advice to their clients. But also there's cost savings across multiple business lines that there can be serious savings by unifying these various systems. The other example that we have found There is about a 15 to one, $15 to every $1 invested in the software in terms of an ROI. So there's operational efficiencies that you gain. But what is interesting about banks is that they struggle to capture what's in their own four walls. Mm. In my previous life, I worked at Merrill Lynch for about 13 years before I launched Wealth Access. And we have a client advisory board today of about 30 of our clients. And one of them that I called, I read an article about Bank of America and the CEO of Bank of America had basically stated that they didn't want the brokers, the Merrill Lynch advisors to cold call anymore. And so I called my client advisory board who happens to be from up north. And I said, you're not gonna believe this, but the thundering herd, they've lost their culture and this big bank. And he started laughing. He said, listen, pal, you've got it all wrong. And I said I'm happy to learn more. What do you mean? Said so if they can simply capture what's in their own four walls, they'll be five X. So wow. Luke think about that, right? It's like if you could actually help your clients from cradle to grave and just work with the relationships that you have within your own organization, whether they're a retail bank client, a wealth client or a business banking client, you could really grow your business. So there's a significant growth opportunity for banks to pursue that.
0: That's absolutely fabulous. You've been around for a dozen years now, and yet fintech a dozen years ago was not what it is today, and the technology has grown in leaps and bounds. I think about what I would do if I was using a 12-year-old iPhone. What have you done to stay ahead of the changes in technology, and how has it changed the type of business proposition you offer?
1: You know. It started with us being able to gather all of the data and we continue to gather additional data sources. But what is interesting is that we were very fortunate to have a client advisory board that really helps to guide us that are very collaborative and help us understand their business. So our first bank relationships were primarily focused on the wealth management side of their business. They may have a trust company, a private bank, a broker-dealer, and we started unifying that data, enabling them to create this experience so their clients could have a living balance sheet, and in exchange, their clients would provide this living balance sheet to them for financial planning purposes. A few years ago, obviously, tough times, and we went through challenges, and these regional banks went through what was the payroll protection plan, where they started to help these small businesses And what we learned is that a lot of those small business owners, they had to provide their personal financial statement to the bank for underwriting purposes. And so we found a way to innovate, taking the same technology from wealth and roll out a roles-based experience for small business owners that now has a use for them that they can actually start to do exit preparedness and other planning and start to introduce another side of the bank. So the point is that we have found ways to continue to help our clients by listening to them and develop various experiences that they can better engage their clients in different roles. And it continues to grow and grow and grow. Another example, one of our bank clients in Kansas, they have a digital banking experience. It's all checking, savings, you know, typical banking reporting. And they said, you know, I don't know if a lot of these clients even know that our bank has wealth management practice. They don't know the breadth of our services that we offer. And so our API, which is very flexible, was able to integrate with their digital banking experience. And so all of their clients understand that, hey, I can see my 401k, I can see my investment accounts, and they can see that via digital banking. So being able to create those digital experiences and really scale, has enabled us to continue to grow the business. So that our core business last year was up 35%. And this year's off to a great start. So we continue to listen to our clients and find ways for them to help better drive engagement and provide advice to their clients. And speaking
0: of listen, We've got these wealth access values here. Listen, learn, then lead, focus on the person and delight in the collaboration. And those seem to be things that no technology will ever replace or improve upon. Why those values and what do they mean to you?
1: You know, as a team, we need to be able to collaborate, right? There's good ideas. We certainly may disagree at times. You know, to focus on one of our core values, listen, learn, and lead, I mentioned that we have an annual event where we have a group of our clients that get together. We have our client advisory board. It's a peer-to-peer discussion. It's actually an event that we facilitate. We're actually not the ones talking. They set the agenda and they communicate. And so we have an opportunity to listen to leadership at various organizations and The way that they're solving problems or challenges that they're actually having or success that they're having or how they're making decisions and how they're continuing to grow their business. And so we listen to that, we learn. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it is challenging. Sometimes banks can, you know, self inflict slow decisions or they'll want to do something that's very unique or custom. We try to lead them to say, you know what, this is what we've heard. This is our perspective, and now we see this as an opportunity across these five different organizations or 10, and we think we can support this over time, and then it can be a good opportunity for them. So sometimes they need to be led to make sure that they continue at a good pace and can execute their plans as well.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And we'll look forward to checking back in at some point to see how it's all going and grateful that you could make the time to be on Bankadelic today. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, Lou. David Benskin is the founder and CEO of Wealth Access. They are based in Nashville. Be sure to look for David on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, The Colorful Side of Finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? BankerHire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. BankerHire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. With more than 1.2 million page views annually, Talking Biz News is the go-to source for happenings in business journalism. Whether you're a PR professional, a business journalist, or someone just breaking into the field, TBN is a source that you cannot do without. Whether you're following The Washington Post, New York Times, local media outlets, or some feisty news startup, Talking Biz News has you covered. Job openings are also listed and updated every day on the TBN website. Be sure to sign up for your free subscription to the TBN newsletter at Talking Biz News. That's Talking, Your Worthington Big Bucks, I have a delivery for one pizza with Bengali truffle mushrooms, wild boar, a side of vichy schwa, and mm, taro root fries. Yes, very good. Could you just put that down over there? And yeah. uh, do you accept Bitcoin? What? Huh? How about gold uh, Gold ingots? Gold ingots? You ever try buying gas over at the shell station with gold ingots? I, I don't know if they take that! Well, I could see what kind of change I have rattling around in here. How about a Krugerand? What's a Krugerand? It's a South African gold coin. Probably. Well, I think with one you could buy a shell station. As long as I can get some gas. How many would you like then? This pizza looks so yummy. You deserve a good tip. I don't know. Uh, One. Ant, two. Ants, three. Three, three bull's Number
1: one. The systems that most banks and wealth management firms use to handle customer information today, they're old and hard to change. And so customer information ends up being disorganized throughout their firm.
0: Number two.
1: Part of driving engagement is to enable firms to be able to have meaningful conversations with their clients and provide advice. And I think a lot of time is spent gathering information and trying to figure out what to talk about. We want to make that very simple for them.
0: Number three.
1: If you could actually help your clients from cradle to grave and just work with the relationships that you have within your own organization, whether they're A retail bank client, a wealth client, or a business banking client, you could really grow your business. So there's a significant growth opportunity for banks to pursue that.
0: And now, lose views. True story. My college-age son Christopher and I were in a coffee shop earlier today, and we overheard someone in a business meeting. This guy was pretty loud, and he said, I hear what you're saying, but... Chris turned to me and said, Dad, that guy just gave away that he wasn't listening at all. Wow. It made me think about how, when David Benskin of Wealth Access shared his values of listen, learn, and lead, many organizations get it all wrong. They act as though lead means, because I said so, learn means, I already know it all, and listen means merely hearing. Now, leadership expert Stephen Kohler of Adira Labs calls this listening with the intent to respond, or L-I-T-R. And if a college kid can see through it in 10 seconds or less, the chances are your colleagues will too. As Benskin noted, those who listen automatically learn and put themselves in an ideal position to lead, leveraging the knowledge they've gained that could be you. Unless you're thinking, I hear what you're saying, Lou, but... Oh, come on. The truth is, we can all do better. Listening is an art, a skill, and a way to say, I care. Tell me more. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time, and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Ken Montone, our business consigliere, the one and only Rob Gaynor. Dude, I totally got into the show. Thanks as always to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. Thanks also to Banker Hire, Lemonade LXP, and Talking Biz News, a division of Vested LLC. I'm Lou Carloso. You can catch me on LinkedIn and someday on my Vaudeville YouTube channel. rink a dink -dink Dinkin. Until next time, so long.
1: Bankadelic is a production of NMD+, Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.